It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm. I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. We have made it to day three of SEC Media Days on this lovely Wednesday. We're going to have a Wire Wednesday with Lance Dahl. He writes with me at AuburnWire.com. We will talk about that in the second and third segment. Uh, He's been at Media Days all week, so we'll get his perspective on what's been going on. But before that, we have some Cruton news. Let's go. Jay Fair made his decision. He is from Texas, Rockwall, Texas, which is the most Texas-sounding town I've ever heard of. But Jay Fair, I like what I've seen. A lot of people are just going to see that three-star rating and kind of be like, eh, about it. And that's okay. You have that every right to do that. But he's 5'10", 175 is what he's listed at. Very, very fast. Very, very fast player. Has a chance to be a vertical threat. I like his tape based on what we've seen so far. And he's got a lot of highlights. He had a really, really productive junior year in the 2020 season. 73 catches, 1,310 receiving yards, and 13 touchdowns. That is awesome. Like, that is very, very good. That is very, very exciting. And I think that should get people hyped up. I mean, we'll see if he gets that four-star or not. Even if he doesn't, I don't care. I, I, I like what Jay Fair looks like when he's running around on a football field. He's uh, he's able to get open. I think he's got the potential to be versatile. And uh, there's just a lot of things that I like. And he's a Texas recruit. Those guys are usually pretty good. So, there is that. In regards to... Um, what it looks like now for the 2022 football class. Auburn is back to six again after losing Stenson from Opelika uh, a few days ago. So the headliner of the class, Holden Gariner, the quarterback from Savannah. Then Mike O'Reilly Ducker, the tight end, three-star on 247, four-star in some other places. Um, Jay Fair now, uh, Powell Gordon, the local kid from Auburn High School. I'm talking to his coach, um, Coach Etheridge at Auburn High School on Tuesday. I look forward to hearing what he has to say about Powell. Um, hopefully, I can get that clip for you guys. But yeah, Powell, uh, a three-star linebacker, six three two fifteen. Would love to get some frame, uh, some some weight added to his frame. Caleb Wooden, the younger brother of Colby Wooden. Um, the safety, and then of course Alex McPherson, the nation's number one kicker. So. There you go. I'm fine with where this class is. I know some people aren't, and that's okay. You have every right to do so. Um, it looks like Auburn is going to get a running back on um, on Sunday. They are the favorite there, and so like that's going to be cool. We'll probably talk about that on Monday. So there's that. That's where we're at. So in just a moment, we're going to be joined by Lance Dahl. But first, a quick word. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. The NBA is almost wrapped up. Um, so get on the action while you can. But before you know it, college football, the NFL will be back in action. You can go ahead and place bets on futures if you want. Don't sit on the silence anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the season or 
uh, as things heat up in um, the world of professional baseball. Go to their website, betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Joining us now for our weekly Wire Wednesday segment, Auburn Wire writer and host on ESPN 106.7, Lance Dahl. How are you, my friend? Doing fantastic, Zach. How are you doing? I'm good. You've been up in Hoover for Media Days all week. What has been your biggest takeaway so far? Yeah, it's been a been a fantastic couple of days here at SEC Media Days. I uh, got the chance to uh, you know ask a question to Ed Ogeron, ask a question to JT Daniels. It's really really fun so far. But yeah, you know the the first two things uh, that we were looking at on 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 day, on day one for me personally was you know who are these coordinators for LSU and what exactly are they going to bring to the table? And that's the question that I asked at Ogeron. It's like, you know, you've been talking about Durante Jones and how awesome he is, but schematically, what are y'all going to do that's different from last year in order to actually like get some success on that side of the ball, because you absolutely have the talent uh, to do it. And so it was interesting to get a response there. And then the other thing that I was looking at for, uh, for Florida is, you know, it, it, who's going to come back on offense this season? You know, you know, you lose your quarterback in Kyle Trask, and you're and you're breaking in Emory Jones. You know, how are these receivers going to fare? There's not a lot of production there, and in this defense for Florida, you know, they don't bring back a whole lot of starters on that side of the ball. So just listening to what Mullen had to say, and uh, and uh, what uh, Ogeron had to say day one, and then day two, you know, listening to what Georgia had to say, Kirby Smart, uh, Jordan Davis, JT Daniels, what they had to say about this team. Uh, you know, it's not the most exciting storylines with Georgia and Alabama because they, they don't really have a whole lot uh, special going on. You know, they just are kind of expected to just rebuild and re, like reload and uh, kind of get back out at, at it. And so Georgia seemed incredibly focused and very confident in what they were doing. Kirby Smart seemed very focused and very well prepared mm-hmm. um, for, for his opening press conference. So that was something interesting as well. And uh, we didn't get a chance to hear what Kentucky and Ole Miss had to say on day two. But, yeah, it's been it's been fantastic so far. Been a lot of interesting storylines to follow. Tennessee really impressed me with the confidence that they had uh, in uh, Josh Heupel and then uh, Alante uh, Taylor and Vales Jones Jr. about the culture there that they're trying to establish. So it's just, just some really good things so far through these first couple of days. All right, and so you, uh, you put a story up on Auburn Wire Dot com Kirby Smart and JT Daniels, they talked about uh, they had some really high praise for the Auburn's newest wide receiver, Demetrius Robertson. Uh, of course, uh, he is a transfer from Georgia. And here's the quote from head coach Kirby Smart. He said, uh, he is a tremendous young man. He's a kid that I feel like I've known. I mean, I can go all the way back to the years at Alabama when we were recruiting D-Rob as a young player. Then I come to Georgia, continue to recruit him, don't get him. Get him by transfer, and now he's going to graduate this summer and be able to go to Auburn. I'm so excited for D-Rob because he's a great young man. This young man did everything the right way. He's got a lot of speed. He's a vertical threat. I know Bobo and those guys at Auburn are excited to get him. And then uh, his former quarterback, JT Daniels, said similar things. said, quote, a good friend of mine and a great player. I can't say enough about D-Rob. Since he's been here, he and I have been good friends 
and really close. He's a good person, a great player. We wish, I don't think anybody at Georgia will tell you anything other than we wish the best for him. So uh, you heard the tone when they said that. Uh, the words read sincere. Um, is that what you got when you were hearing them in person? Yeah, and I definitely got that vibe off of Kirby Smart. He seemed very, very optimistic about Demetrius Robertson as a player and as a great young man. He emphasized that a few times about how fantastic of a kid he was and that he wishes nothing but the best for him. And then he talked a little about, bit about Auburn and the way that they're going to utilize, utilize him, you know. He's uh, he's going to be able to uh, to be that vertical threat for Auburn. He's going to be that speed guy, and, and you know, so just nothing but praise. And whenever you go back and watch it on uh, watch the, uh, the the press conferences, nothing but praise from both yeah. Kirby Smart and JT Daniels, and it felt sincere. It felt legitimate, and you don't really see that often from a rival. But I mean, if you've got a player transferring out of their program, I mean, nothing but good things to say about Demetrius Robertson. Yeah, and. I love that, and I wanted to highlight that first in our conversation because most of the Georgia media has turned to slamming D-Rob about some of the issues, you know, the dumb decisions that he had made in his past and that he had already paid for, and all of a sudden that's not uh, good enough, you know, with the, the parking boot situation, among other things, and the folks that actually know him think he's a good person, so um, not the people writing stories. So I just wanted to mention that in defense of um, Auburn's newest receiver. Yeah, and I think that's definitely fair to say. You know, I was sitting down earlier with Noah Gardner, my co-host, and we were we were doing our show, and we had Dave Schultz on of WNSP, and he said, "Well, eh, honestly, guys, like it really seems like the stuff with Demetrius Robertson really just kind of amounted to nothing. Like the le- legal trouble, they got that taken care of. But it seems like everybody that we've 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 talked to about this kid is really high on him as 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 just a guy. You know, they just think he's a really great dude. And it was great to actually see that from Kirby Smart, and JT Daniels, to kind of have this the the script flipped a little bit. It seems like the media had been uh, painting just a a picture that was not exactly accurate. So yeah, it's, I feel like it's absolutely fair to defend Robertson here in this case. And again, like Kirby Smart said, Auburn's getting a great guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What did they say about Bobo? I saw a few quotes about Mike Bobo. They didn't say a whole lot about Mike Bobo. Whenever Kirby Smart was asked about Bobo and like how he was going to be a, a, be uh, in the SEC. Kirby just talked about a little bit about like how you know, man, me and Bobo go way back. You know, like we we uh, we've been coaching for a really long t- time together. Yada yada yada. But whenever actually asked about like you know how is Bobo going to fare in the SEC, he just said he's happy to be back in the SEC and uh, that he thinks it's going to be really good for the conference and it's good for Mike Bobo. But they wouldn't ever really give a straight like direct like here's what he's bringing to the table, which is kind of what uh, some of the Auburn guys in the room were fishing for. It's like, okay, let's get a little bit of inside info on what Mike Bobo could potentially be doing for Auburn. But Kirby Smart kept it very generic, very nice, and was 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 uh, just saying that he's just happy he's back in the SEC. Right. Or staying in the SEC, rather. Yeah. Did you hear uh, anything about Joey Gatewood from the Kentucky folks? Not a word. Not a word, and and I've not gotten a chance to go back and look at the uh, listen to the press conference, but uh, I I didn't hear anything about Joey Gatewood, and it's going to be interesting, man. That that quarterback battle with Will Levis and Bo Allen, you you would think I believe Joey Gatewood's been in college three years now. You would think that he'd be able to finally get his shot, um, but but yeah, it's been uh, it, it's, I've not had the chance to go back and, uh, and here and look here at here's some something of the stuff. here's something Lance. It looks like you said quote we had. Bo Allen and Joey Gatewood in the spring, and I was impressed with both of those guys. Both of them had days where they looked really elite, 
and they really operated the offense effectively. I was impressed with Joey. I feel like he was very accurate at getting the ball downfield, something we've looked for. Um, with the run game, you have the ability to create explosive plays down the field, and I feel like Joey was accurate, strong arm, and got the ball downfield. So that's good. That's kind of opposite of what we have heard in the past with Joey. Joey's a guy that I'm pulling for, obviously a former Auburn guy, and you know I got to... Um, you know, get to know his quarterback coach a good bit um, while he was at Auburn. And so um, we'll see. We will see what happens there. All right, we'll, uh, we'll pivot to looking ahead to day three in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Tons of different flavors to try. Just go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built Bar. Dot com. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off. It's at built.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Lance Dodd joining us today. All right, so day three, when most people are listening to this, um, you are going to get Alabama, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M. So Nick Saban, Clark Lee, Mike Leach, and Jimbo Fisher. Poor Clark Lee. He's going to just get uh, no media coverage whatsoever (laughs) compared to these other three guys. Yeah, the schedule kind of dips there in the middle with Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. Of course, you can't forget the Pirate, Mike Leach. It's going to be always interesting to listen to what he has to say. He always kind of likes to uh, go against the grain here at some of the conferences that he he appears at. Uh, but, yeah, just to, to kick things off for, with, with Alabama is always awesome. But poor Clark Lee, man. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to what he has to say. Uh, if, if anybody will, will lend an ear to, to, to what he's got to say about his program. I, I, I read something yesterday, Zach. I read something yesterday that he said that he's actually taken all the, the numbers off the players like on, on the roster. Like Nobody's got a number right now. And he said that players are going to have to actually go out there and earn it. I'm sure he's going to get uh, some questions about that because that is certainly an uh, interesting coaching style it's well, something that we haven't seen in a while and, and I, I like kind of leveling the playing field and stripping them of their numbers but how do you keep track of who's performing well then right right and if I if I'm performing the best first do I get to just pick any number like if what if what if I what if I want like number one like can I get that even though I was like 72 before then like you know it's it, it's 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 an interesting coaching style it's an interesting coaching style and you know and like you said I'm all for like making players actually earn what they do uh, before before they get to like actually play on the field, so it's, I, it's, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think Mississippi State is going to be one of the worst teams uh, in the SEC. I, I think they may not win a game in conference, but we'll see. We will see. Yeah, I mean Auburn folks. I mean, what's happening on Wednesday is going to be pretty relevant to Auburn fans. I mean, obviously Auburn and Alabama are going to be tied um, together, and then Auburn their game against Texas A and M is going to be one of the more important games on their schedule in twenty twenty one. And I'm sure Jimbo Fisher is going to, you know, be as boring as possible when he's the last guy talking on Wednesday. 
Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Zach. I think that game is really important for Auburn fans because in my mind, like for me personally, I feel like that's a game that Auburn should go out and expect to at least compete in, if not win, because they've had so much success in College Station over the past few seasons. I will say this, though, about Jimbo Fisher. He may be incredibly boring. I I agree with you, but... You know, people are going to be pressing him and pressing the other players about Haynes King and his development so far. And if he's truly going to be that guy, it's going to be interesting to see what they have to say about him tomorrow uh, to end things off on Wednesday. Carry on Green and DeMarvin Leal, the two players there that are going to be talking with Jimbo Fisher. But, yeah, it's not the most exciting way to wrap it up, but I'm sure there will be a lot of interesting questions about that quarterback spot because if they can figure it out, they could be a pretty good team. Yeah, I think you can make the argument that that Texas A&M game is the most important game on Auburn's schedule. I think, it, yeah, I think that's very fair to say. I think it's very fair to say because it's a road matchup that Auburn historically has had success in. And Brian mm. Harson, if he's going to establish himself year one, listen, the, the games like on the road at LSU and on the road at Penn State and play in Alabama and Georgia, I feel like folks can can survive if Auburn goes 7-5, and 8-4 and four and loses to those teams. But if they go and lose on the road to Texas A&M and Auburn finishes 7-5 and five or 6-6, six and six, people will be pointing back to that game and saying, okay, this was a Texas A&M team with a freshman quarterback. They could, we couldn't get anything going, and we lost to them in a year where we've had success in College Station. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's really important for Auburn to go and steal that win in College Station. Yeah, I'm just skeptical of the fact of, like, okay, no matter what Auburn does against Georgia and Alabama, like it's going to be really, really tough to win those games, even though you're at home. But in regards to, like, getting some wins, I think you can go on the road and win in Penn State. I think you can go on the road and win in LSU, and I think you can go on the road and win in Texas Station. I think those are, of the five, you know, toss-up games, I think the three most winnable ones are the ones on the road. And I think of those three, the toughest will be winning at A&M. And, look, I think A&M is not going to be as good as people think. I think them and Ole Miss are the two teams that people are too high on. And I guess I'll clump LSU in there as well. But we'll see. We'll see. And maybe I'm being, maybe I'm ignorant to it. But I just, I, I get the fact that like Kellen Mond was not a world beater. And it may be a plus that you get it. I, I just don't think that Fisher's been able to put it all together before. And it, there's nothing about this team that strikes me as them being ready to do it now. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, and, and and you're talking about Kellen Mond there. Something that me, uh, Noah and I have been talking about on our show is that Kellen Mond was basically the greatest in the world whenever it, whenever it came to pushing the ball downfield. They play, they threw the ball pretty close to the line of scrimmage most of the time, and they didn't have they they uh, they didn't really have a whole lot of success uh, in the passing game. They weren't they weren't the best team in the country. So my question is, if you're if you're bringing back a retooling offensive line, you you, you don't bring back a whole lot of starters there. I don't, I don't know if they even bring back one. Uh, and then you break breaking in a freshman quarterback. And you you don't have a whole lot of receiver production coming back. Granted, they're very talented, but not a ton of receiver production. How's that offense going to work out? Because I feel like teams are going to be able to figure out early that, okay, Texas A&M is going to want to run the ball to make their quarterback more comfortable in throwing situations. And they're going to try and throw close to the line of scrimmage So and across the middle of the field. So I feel like teams are going to have a good idea of what a and is going to want to do early. And, man, if they can't figure it out and they can't adapt uh, – it, it, if they can't get that quarterback spot figured out, man, like it, it may go, it may go south. But at the same time, if they do figure it out. They've got the talent to make a run to maybe second in the SEC West. Yeah, and I'm looking at their schedule right now, and they have a bye week before Auburn. I didn't realize that. That makes me feel less confident about that game. But That's we will tough. see. 
Yeah, that is tough. That's a tough draw. Lance Daw, you guys are at Media Days all week. How can people follow along with what you're doing? Yeah, they can follow us on Twitter at ESPN1067. They can follow Noah on Twitter at Point Gardner. They can follow me on Twitter at Daw Pound, and they can listen to On the Line weekdays from 2 to 4 on ESPN1067. And, of course, Lance's written work along with mine at AuburnWire.com. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blacker. Be sure on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.